1: And we join him right now with today's message.
2: I want to talk to you about Jesus and the diamond in the rough. If you ever get to go with us to Israel, we spend about three days of that trip on this lake that's on the screen behind me. This lake is called the Sea of Galilee. It's up in northern Israel, and it's, it's unincorporated, if you know what that means. It looks the same. It feels the same. It is the same today as it was 2,000 years ago when Jesus was on this lake and ministered near this lake. It was on this lake, and this is actually the northwest corner of the lake where jesus spent most of his time it was here at this part of the lake that jesus called and chose 12 disciples it was here that he spent most of the three and a half years of his ministry it was on this and near this lake that he performed most of his miracles and of those 12 disciples that he selected on this lake, I want to talk to you about a man named Peter. Peter was one of the 12. Everybody say Peter. I want to spend a few minutes before I get into the meat and heart of this message. I want to give you just a little bit of the background and the bio of Peter. And I want you to write this down. Number one, he, he was a fisherman. He fished for a living. Peter grew up on this lake that you're looking at it's where he grew up and i don't know if you really know a fisherman a true fisherman how many of you know a true fisherman you know a true fisherman not someone who goes out once every 12 years but someone who likes to fish fishermen are notorious liars <laughs> they'll tell you they caught a fish this big now it was actually this big but a man i caught a fisherman about this big There was a plaque in a, in a barber shop and the plaque read, the only time a fisherman tells the truth is when he calls another fisherman a liar. (laughs) And I had a fisherman tell me, he told me this one time, he said, Dudley, I caught a fish so big that the picture of the fish weighed 11 pounds. He said that to me. (laughs) Luke chapter five, verse two tells us in the text that Peter was a fisherman grew up on this lake and i'm sure that he looked like a fisherman i'm sure he talked like a fisherman and i'm sure he smelled like a fisherman number two write this down he was uneducated he didn't have a college degree never went to college he was unschooled didn't have any of these fancy letters after his name just an ordinary man He would never make it to the cover of People Magazine, ever. Just a guy next door type of guy. And I don't know about you, but I'm thankful that God can choose and use anyone. If you read through the Bible, God usually chose someone who was less than normal I, 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 it's never been about your degree or, or your abilities, but it's always about your availability. And Peter was available. Now, besides being an uneducated fisherman, write this down. Number three, Peter was always saying the wrong thing. Always. He kind of lived by this motto. His motto was open mouth, insert foot. But if you study the gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. It's amazing how often he speaks without really thinking about what he's saying. Billy Graham once told the story of a Sunday school teacher who was teaching a Sunday school class. And this teacher had a classroom full of young boys, ornery boys. And she asked the class, how many of you boys would like to go to heaven one day? And all the boys raised their hand except one boy named Charlie over in the corner. She said, Charlie, you don't want to go to heaven? And Charlie said, well, I want to go. I'm just not sure I want to go with all these guys. (laughs) That's a little like Peter. Peter was a little obnoxious, a little bold, a little brash. He would always talk first and think later. But he was always saying something he probably shouldn't be saying. Now, another thing about Peter, this is important. He was very relatable. He's the one person... That we can all relate to. Because Peter, he would take three steps forward in his walk with God. And then he would always take two steps backwards. The next thing you'd see, he'd take three steps forward. Now, he's making some progress. But he'd always take two steps backwards. Heading in the right direction. But sometimes you'd think, man, this is the greatest disciple ever. And then he'd go back. you man, that's the worst disciple of the twelve. Now, how many of you can relate to someone like that? You know, Solomon had 700 wives. I can't relate to that. I can't even relate. How many of you know what I'm talking about? You said it, not me. Abraham became a father when he was 100 years old. I can't relate to that. Noah survived a worldwide flood. He and his family were the lone survivors on the entire planet. I can't relate to that. Moses led 1.5 million Hebrews out of slavery into the uh, into Israel. You think about you think about. Uh, Uh, that'd be like me going to the San Fernando Valley. There's about two million people. And I say to the whole valley, everybody get your stuff and follow me. We're going to go for 40 years. We're going to go walk around the desert. I can't relate to him. I can't relate to Jonah being in the belly of a well for three days. But Peter, Peter was always saying something he shouldn't say and always doing something he shouldn't do. How many of you can relate to Peter? Oh, that's us. Now, here's the fifth thing about Peter's bio. Write this down. It's amazing. It's amazing. He's the first disciple that Jesus calls. Jesus is getting ready to start a worldwide ministry where he's going to implement his kingdom here on earth. And he looks on the entire planet, and the very first person, he says, I'm going to choose this guy to start. It's Peter. And in this story in Luke chapter 5, now most of you know this story. Peter was a fisherman. He grew up on this lake. In Luke chapter 5, he'd been fishing all night long, and they hadn't caught a single fish, not even a little minnow. And Jesus shows up. He says, Peter, I want you to take your boat. Let's go back out. We're going to throw our nets down on the other side of the boat. Peter looks at the Lord and says, Lord, you're nuts. You're crazy. What do you know about fishing? i'm the fisherman you're a carpenter i don't tell you how to build houses why are you telling me how to fish and lord says peter let's go out there and cast these nets on the other side of the boat and peter had this little thing he said okay all right i'll do it just because you asked me to they go back out there they throw their nets on the other side of the boat you know how this story goes they catch so many fish The Bible says it's not just that the nets began to break. The Bible says that the boats began to sink. They had so many fish. Now, that's a great fishing trip. And at the end of that story in Luke chapter 5, in verse 10, Jesus goes to Simon Peter and says, Simon, don't be afraid from now on, from this moment forward. I showed you how to catch these fish. I helped you you and i we're going to change the entire world and in verse 11 the bible says they pulled their boats up on the shore they left everything and they followed jesus even though peter's uneducated and even though he's always saying the wrong thing and even though he's stumbling at every step every step that he takes and even though he's probably a a very smelly foul-mouthed fisherman He's the first disciple that Jesus calls. He says, come follow me. Peter, he says, I know you think you're good at fishing. You're not even good at fishing. You didn't catch a thing all night. But follow me. And you and I will uh, make a difference in the kingdom of God. Peter accepts this invitation. He leaves everything. He follows Jesus. And then he emerges as one of the leading characters in the entire New Testament. He's mentioned 83 times in the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. He's mentioned 71 times in the book of Acts, and he's mentioned 11 times throughout the rest of the New Testament. So that's his background, and that's his bio. Now, in the, the heart of this message, I, I, I want to talk about what happens in Peter's life, what happens in his life before the resurrection, and what happens in his life after the resurrection. Everybody say before, everybody say after. Uh, What we're going to see is that in this, this uneducated, ordinary fisherman, we're going to see a huge transformation that takes place in his life after the resurrection. It's night and day. He goes from being a nobody to being a somebody, he goes from being a stumbler to being a builder. He goes from being a sinner to a saint. He goes from being ordinary to extraordinary. He goes from being a pebble to being a rock in the kingdom of God. Amen? Amen. Now, one of the blessings, y'all want a blessing? One of the blessings of studying this transformation in his life is the conclusion that we will come to that if God can use someone like peter then god certainly can use someone like us so often we are guilty i'm guilty you're guilty of thinking god could never use someone like me i'm not talented enough i'm not gifted enough i've made too many mistakes in my life i'm unqualified i'm too ordinary I've got too many flaws. Why, I'm the last person God would ever want on his team. And what you're going to see today, that if God saw the potential in Peter, that God sees the potential in you. You're going to see that if God saw Peter as a diamond in the rough, that God sees you as a diamond in the rough. Today, you're going to see three transformations in the life of Peter. This colorful, flawed character, the most unlikely to succeed character in all the Bible that God uses to lead a worldwide mission for Jesus Christ. Are you ready? Number one, before the resurrection, he's a swearing, foul-mouthed individual but after the resurrection he becomes a preacher a dynamic preacher of the gospel of jesus christ amen, amen. now i want you to go to matthew chapter 26 everybody say the word before, before. say it again before. this is before we have we're going to say before and after a lot uh, today but uh, but it's just to help you to realize where we are i want to go before the resurrection Jesus has just been arrested. He hasn't died yet. He hasn't been buried yet. Of course, he hasn't resurrected yet. This is before all that. Jesus has been resurrected. Here's how the story goes. Verse 69, Matthew 26, 69. Peter was sitting out in the... the Marriott (laughs) courtyard. And a little girl, a little girl, servant girl came to him, said, you, you, you were with Jesus of Galilee, she said. Verse 70, but he denied it before them all. He said very clearly, I don't know what you're talking about, he said. Now, don't forget, fishermen are liars. I want everybody to say, liar, liar, pants on fire. Say it. That's Peter. He spent three and a half years walking next to Jesus. And when a little girl comes up, he says, I I don't know the guy. Verse 71. Then he goes out to the gate. There's another, it's, a, it's just a little teenage girl. Didn't even say to him. She was just talking to some other people. She pointed over to Peter and she said, you see that fellow over there? He was, I saw him. He was with Jesus of Nazareth. Verse 72. He denied it again with an oath. I swear, I promise. I don't know the man. Everybody say it again. Liar, liar, pants on fire. He's a liar. Verse 73. After a little while longer, standing there they went over to Peter they kind of confront him is it Peter it's down in Jerusalem Peter you're like one of those hillbillies up there in Galilee you're like you're like a country bumpkin we recognize we recognize your what well, you, gotta, you, don't, you don't talk like you're from the city. You talk like you're from out in the country. And, and Peter goes, y'all, y'all don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Verse 74, he began to call down curses on himself and he swore, I don't know the man. Everybody say it again? Liar, liar, pants off. This guy's a liar, chronic liar. And at that moment, Peter remembered the word that Jesus had spoken before the rooster crows, you will disown me three times, and he went outside, and the Bible says that he wept bitterly. And at that moment, when he was weeping, he was weeping because he knew that he had disappointed Jesus, because he had made a promise to Jesus that he would die even if he needed to defending him I mean this guy is messed up and stumbling everything he says and everything that's before now let's go after everybody say after
1: it's a blessing for us to bring this program to you every day we exist only by our faithful partners who support us through their prayers and financial gifts Four seven seven seven. We have operators standing by and ready to take your call. You can also support us by going to our website, liftupjesus.com forward slash reach. That address again is liftupjesus.com forward slash and then the word reach. We know as Christians, our relationship with Jesus is a daily commitment and not just something we do on the weekends. We believe we have the perfect gift today to help you maintain your daily connection to our Lord for the coming year. Romancing Royalty is a daily devotional book designed to draw you closer to King Jesus with 365 inspirational stories, scriptures, prayers, study questions, and even a place to journal. There are more than 100 contributors to this book, including Greg Glory, the late John Wooden, Tony Campolo, Jack Hayford, Raul Rees, and Jim Garlow, just to name a few. We know this daily devotional will be a blessing to you. It also makes the perfect holiday gift for a friend or loved one. Pastor Dudley's top-selling daily devotional, Romancing Royalty, is available right now for a gift of any size to the Lift Up Jesus ministry. Romancing Royalty can be yours by calling our toll-free number, 888-818-4777. Our number again is 888-818-4777. You can also order Romancing Royalty directly from our website, liftupjesus.com. That address again is liftupjesus.com. We know there are many daily devotionals available today, but none come close to the level of insightful contributors to this book. It's our most popular seller this time of year. So we invite you to call and get your copy of Pastor Dudley's daily devotional, Romancing Royalty, today.
3: Hi, my name is Kathy, and I lead the Anchor Cancer Support Group here at Shepherd Church. On August 17th, 2011, I heard the words that nobody wants to hear, and that is, I had cancer. And when I had um, that diagnosis, I did not want to share it with anybody. But God had a different plan in that for me. And so it was pretty clear that during my surgery, my chemo, my radiation, All the side effects that I experienced and even losing my hair that God knew that I was going to be where I am today. The things that I experienced when I was going through my journey by getting love from other people, getting food, getting prayers, uh, even provisions that I didn't expect was such a blessing to me that I knew that I had to turn it around and give it to others. So God put it on my heart to lead a cancer support life group in my home. We call on each other, we take each other to our doctor's appointments, and we pray for each other right before we're getting ready to go in for our treatments or our scans. We also provide food and, and support for them during their journey. Later on, when I was ready to start the group, God gave me the name Anchor. And I know now why. Because when you think of an anchor, you know that it is linked to a chain. And the members of this group are the links of that chain, that we're linked on to one another, strong, standing firm to our Father, who is our anchor. And together, we walk this journey with them through this storm, knowing that we need to depend on each other and through our Father in heaven. This group is for everyone. If you're going through cancer, if you've already gone through all of your treatments, and you are in remission it's also for those that are part of the family maybe it's you're the caregiver maybe it's your co-worker it also could be for the spouse or the children and more important this group is for those that have lost someone that have finally gone to see our father in heaven and they come back and they share their journey and they love on one another because they've walked that There are a million and a half people in Los Angeles County living with some form of cancer. And I am so grateful to Shepherd Church for opening up their doors to allow us to have this amazing ministry here. The people of this community need this ministry. And we are so happy to be able to have it here so that we can give them hope and encouragement during their journey.
4: Calling all men Join us at Shepherd Church for the last men's breakfast of the year. On August 12th, join us to break bread with your fellow brothers in Christ. Don't miss out on this fun and powerful morning filled with worship, fellowship, and teaching. You just bring your Bible into Buddy and we'll bring the breakfast burritos. That's right. We're going to be serving free breakfast burritos provided by Big Arts Catering beginning at 7 a.m. to tantalize your taste buds and kickstart your day. But friends, it's not about the food. This isn't your average breakfast, guys. It's an amazing experience filled with vibrant conversations, music, laughter, and real talk with real men. So mark your calendars and join us at the Real Talk Men's Breakfast, Saturday, August 12th at Shepherd Church in Porter Ranch. Register today by visiting shepherdchurch.com and clicking on the Real Talk Men's Breakfast button. Again, that's shepherdchurch.com, and don't forget to click on the Real Talk Men's Breakfast. We'll see you soon.